0: I quit my job.
1: So what are you going to do now? Are you going to look for something else in real estate?
0: Nobody's hiring now. The market's terrible.
1: So what are you going to do?
0: I like sports. I could do something in sports.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. In what capacity?
0: You know, like the general manager of a baseball team or something.
1: Yeah, well, that, that could be tough to get.
0: Well, it doesn't even have to be the general manager. Maybe I could be like get an announcer, like a color man. You know how I always make those interesting comments during the game.
1: Yeah, yeah, you make good comments. Well, what about that? Well, they tend to give those jobs to ex-ball players and people that are, you know, in broadcasting.
0: Well, that's really not fair.
1: I know. Well, okay. Okay. What else do you like?
0: Movies. I like to watch movies.
1: Yeah? Yeah yeah
0: do do they pay people to watch movies
1: projectionists that's true but you gotta know how to work the projector right and and it's probably a union thing
0: (laughs) those unions (sighs) okay sports movies what about a talk show host
1: talk show host that that's good
0: i i think i'd be good at that i i talk to people all the time someone even told me once that they thought i'd be a good talk show host really Yeah, a couple of people. I don't get that, though. Where do you start?
1: Well, that's where it gets tricky.
0: You can't just walk into a building and say, I want to be a talk show host.
1: I wouldn't think so. It's
0: all politics.
1: All right. Okay. Sports, movies, talk show host. What else?
0: This could have been a huge mistake. September 6th, 2015. Greetings and hello.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: Been a while. Missed us. You know you did.
1: I'm having a fantastic day. I hope you are, too.
0: That just means it's full of alcohol, right? Or you are full of alcohol. Well... I suspect.
1: Okay, this has been a fantastic last 30 minutes where I was drinking some alcohol. (laughs) I knew it! And reading Smutty Comics.
0: Oh, well.
1: Sunstone. Look it up, you guys.
0: Let's get to... Our news, shall we? Sure. Since we've last done an episode of this here show, we've had quite a bit of news.
1: Oh my, it's been so long.
0: So you may have seen that the cast was announced for our Archer and Armstrong audio drama. Shut up, shut up. Very exciting. Right? So we didn't get to mention that here before because it happened not long after our previous episode.
1: So yeah, we're bringing you stale news.
0: So have some stale news. We're going to read off... The cast for the show. Are we ready? Sure. Okay, you do it then. No. Yeah, go for it. No. Why not? Fine. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Are you ready? You're not ready.
0: My body's ready.
1: Whoa. That's a little... Okay. Lay it on me. Maybe you should back up. Okay. Beep. Beep. <laughs> Beep. All right. Ready? Ready? I'm ready. Featuring the voice talents of... I just wanted to say that. Okay. Paul Brueggemann as Archer. Pete Milan as Armstrong. Melissa Autumn Hearn as Mary Maria. Barbara Dillon as Sister Tommy. Jack Kolk as Ivar. Blake Howard as Reverend Archer. Philip Weber as Ernst. Susan Bridges as Congresswoman Archer. I'm married to Blake Howard in here? Ooh. Ha. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Jason R. Wallace as Brother Gavin. Joe J. Thomas as the Old Geomancer. Anthony Pizzelli as Mr. 1%. Tess Hunt as the sisters, M. Ciero Garcia as the announcer. You're gonna love it. Jess Moore as the drunk gal. Gonna love that too. Jeffrey Bridges as the drunk guy. You know what I'm saying. Rebecca Thomas as Rush's mom. Clark Bridges as Rush. Anna Rodriguez as Melissa the bartender. Kevin M. Connolly as The Guard, Colin J. Kelly as Jean-Paul.
0: And we may have a few cameo-type surprises that uh, we are working on, so stay tuned for that. We'll let you know That'll about that. that be super cool. Later. Yeah, so congratulations to our cast, and yeah. thank you again to everybody who auditioned. We had a immense turnout, and it was uh, really tough to choose and listen to everything, and so um, it was great, and the show's going to be great. we should have a preview trailer soon hopefully we've uh we're working on revising that right now and the first episode's in production and the second episode will be recorded soon so hopefully it will be out this fall or winter when we have some information on a release date you can bet we'll be shouting it from the rooftops
1: and also we'll let you know here because you might not hear us from the rooftops
0: well we would record this twip on a rooftop is what i'm saying
1: You know, we've never done that.
0: Because we can't get on a roof.
1: I could find a roof. I'm very resourceful.
0: Let's talk some more big news that happened since the last um, episode.
1: But there's so much. Whoa, maybe we should slow down a little. Here we go. Chew your food.
0: (laughs) The finalists in the 2015 Parsec Awards were announced. Oh, yeah. And you gotta get this. There's some major love going on here. Okay. Seminar is a finalist for Best Speculative Fiction Magazine or Anthology Podcast.
1: Woohoo! Awesome. Yes.
0: And Monster by Vincent Morrison from Seminar 60 is a finalist for Best Speculative Fiction Story Large Cast Short Form. Yay! But get this. There's another one. Yes. Because they had an error with one of their categories and they they apologized for it and they had to redo it and the official nominees meant that O'Malley's Media Storm by Vincent Morrison from Seminar 59 is a finalist for Best Speculative Fiction Story Small Cast, Short Form. Go, Vincent!
1: Okay, I actually didn't realize that one.
0: All of this love for Vincent. Vincent! Two of his shorts and he directs the show. Vincent! My God, Vincent!
1: You know, Vincent is a very talented writer, and he's had he many is. many seminar shorts, and honest to God, like, his his style, like, varies a lot between the subject matter. Mm. I totally forgot he wrote O'Malley's Media Store, because oh. it's different from his other stuff. Wow. He's
0: got a diverse portfolio.
1: Yeah, and I'm the editor, so that's bad. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have even admitted that. (laughs) But congratulations to Vincent
0: and Susan and the entire seminar team. That's amazing.
1: Totally amazing. Oh my God. Good job, you guys.
0: Great stuff. Woo! Okay. Then we just have a couple of other short, small things. Okay. We have to mention. That Teresa Stacy has elected to step down from her editing duties. Her she was a, our script editor for a while. And then she left for a while, and she came back, and now she's leaving again. So we wanted to just say thank you very much for all the time you put in and all the scripts yes, you edited. Yes,
1: thank you a hundred times. Because you are times, a wonderful editor. Thank and you, thank you, thank you, thank, we are thank, you, thank you, thank you. I'm always very happy do the to get your edits. But
0: consider that to be a hundred. Okay, that was <laughs> it. Was great of you, and we will miss you. Edited and thank you time. so much. Yes. Yes, thank you. And then our last piece of news, I would like to welcome Bruce Busby back to the director minds as he is returned to be an assistant director on the Kingery and to that help is out fantastic. good Dave. Good old Dave over there. Yes. So yes, welcome back. Bruce, good to have you back with us.
1: Yes, and thank you so much for helping out Dave. Our Dave. He's our so Dave. wonderful. And he just he works so hard. Well,
0: we feel bad sometimes. So hard. This season, though, okay, we're trying to be a little nicer to Dave, so.
1: Kingery is just, look, it's sci-fi, and hey. we're terrible.
0: <laughs> and we're terrible. But it starts up again
1: real soon. Yeah, and you know, it's funny that we're just talking about this, because I'm writing my script right now, and this is all the environment stuff, and this is what it's like. And good luck, Dave. You're going to have a great time. It's not that bad, I
0: swear. <laughs> I looked at it. It's not. she's yeah. She's overselling it. It's I not know. That it's not, not bad. bad. It's not that bad. It's okay.
1: It's, it's okay. okay, Dave. Everything's okay. It's all right. Shh. Okay. It's okay. Okay.
2: From Warner Robbins, Georgia, we have Christopher Gilstrap on the line. Hello. Hello. Hey. How's it going?
3: Uh, it's going pretty good. Okay. I'm getting ready to start uh, my first year of grad school in about a week and a half.
2: Awesome. What are you grad schooling in?
3: Performing arts.
2: Awesome. Awesome.
3: At Savannah College of Art and Design.
2: Oh, excellent! I think I've seen that. I've visited Savannah a couple times. Oh yeah, it's got a it's got a campus in Atlanta as well. Oh okay, cool, very cool. So uh, we have questions from from pendulums, and I have some questions, and hopefully you have answers, or this becomes very short and one-sided. <laughs> You're right. So how did you first find out about Pendant? Well,
3: I am. Um, I went to the same. Uh, I went to Georgia Southwestern State University in Americus, Georgia. One of my classmates was Jason R. Wallace, mm. who's in um, many pendant shows. Yep. Um, he was in a, a playwriting class, and one of the um, his play that he wrote for the class was "Fights in a Burning House," which um, uh, several. And he he asked me to come into the um to the the in class reading of the play and read the role of Tinder. Well, several months later, he adapted "Fights in a Burning House" for an episode of Seminar. And he posted a link to the auditions, and I asked him, Jason, do you mind if I borrow your microphone and audition for this? Um, and he said, sure. I didn't get cast or anything, but he um, encouraged me to get my own microphone, and um just start auditioning for things on my own. So that's what I did.
2: Pendulums bringing in more people into the fold. <laughs> yes. Awesome. So have you found, well, I know one um, significant role. Uh, mm mm-hmm. Have you kind of found your place within pendant? Where you your niche is? Do you think, or are you still kind of auditioning for everything and kind of seeing what what you fit into?
3: Um, well, before uh, before I graduated Georgia Southwestern back in May, um, I was uh, I, I think I, I was really a bit too busy to um, audition for anything and everything mm-hmm. like I you know like I would uh, like to do. Um, but I, uh, I I I love the classics. I love Pendant Shakespeare, mm-hmm. so um, that's that's probably that's probably my favorite Pendant show as it is right now. Um, mainly just because I haven't uh, I haven't taken the time to um, to really a- audition for any any of these other shows significantly besides Shakespeare and uh, Seminar.
2: So let's let's talk about Dromeo That would be you. Yes. Um, what was your approach to playing him, and where did the voice come from?
3: Well, the, um, the, uh, back in April, right before auditions for um, Comedy of Errors um, began, uh, I was in a, a, a live production of Comedy of Errors. That was done, uh, that was done in the original period. Uh, Jason was in it, too. He was Egeon. Um, and I was Dromeo of Syracuse. I was the other Dromeo and it was done in commedia mask which demands for a very extreme expressionistic loud bombastic um very slapstick larger than life style of acting um so I, I wanted i wanted to bring some of that to this uh wild west comedy of errors that that Landon was putting together um so my and my my voice for uh Dromy of Syracuse in uh in uh my college's production was, um, Master, there is a bark of Epidamnum! You know, like that. So it's like, what if I just take that and make it a Western voice? Master, there's a bark of Epidamnum! <laughs> you know, the same the same kind of almost uh, naive cluelessness um, mixed mi- mixed with a, a hint of, um, s- like, I don't want to say sinister, but kind of hee-hee-hee, <laughs> like mischievous playfulness, I guess. Uh, so, yeah.
2: Like, uh, Oh, I'm thinking back to my childhood from the cartoons the, like the Hanna-Barbera cartoons from from back back way back. Yeah. And you know the the evil doer, the bad guy always had that over the top.
3: Oh yeah, kind <laughs>
2: of kind of voice A
3: mustache twirling.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you are leaning towards the classics. What uh what got you into Shakespeare?
3: Um well, I um, I was First exposed to Shakespeare in middle school, along with almost everyone else, mm-hmm. um, and I distinctly remember being the only kid in honors literature who enjoyed reading <laughs> Romeo and Juliet for fun, um, and you know, and then that that continued into high school. Brit lit, and we read um, Othello and uh, Hamlet and the Scottish play, uh, and then we uh, my uh, at Georgia Southwestern we di- we did uh, one Shakespeare play a year which um which was i think that that's that's more than that that's more Shakespeare than you're gonna get at at other colleges even with you know even with a theatre degree uh and I don't know i just i just have an affinity for it i guess
2: so comedy verse is a western, yes, what do you think about that, having done so much you know traditional shakespeare yeah i
3: i, I it's really fun um uh with the, with the Shakespeare plays that GSW does, we we alternate doing um, doing it, doing it in period, doing a conceptual approach, doing it in period. Like we did, uh, we did post-apocalyptic Hamlet. We did <laughs> uh, it was it had it had this weird like um, mix of like retro-futuristic uh, kind of gothic outfits combined. So you know, you would have characters walking around with swords and and lace and leather, uh, and then you'd have um, like Fortinbrass's troops were in uh riot gears and had uh semi-automatic weapons. And then so we So a lot
2: like Mad Max. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yes. Um yes. Uh, Mad Max with Mad Max with uh a, with a gothic kind of like dark steampunk <laughs> vibe to it. Um we did we did Richard Third and Comedy of Errors, both both in period. Uh Romeo and Juliet we did in um it's like this geometric game it's like the the stage was a game board and we were we were the we were piece we were like chess pieces almost you know so all, all the capulets were red all the um all the monogues were blue the princess king was yellow uh clergy was purple stuff like that so I, I thought the 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 western comedy of errors was uh i, th- I thought that was pretty fun and i love the um it's it's almost like two different styles of thinking you have the the um Antiphili who are uh, almost like John Wayne, Patrick Stewart type characters, and then the just zany Dromeos.
2: John Wayne, Patrick Stewart. That that's not a pairing I ever <laughs> done in my head before. <laughs> okay, wrapping my brain around that. Okay,
3: I <laughs> think prob- probably more more Patrick Stewart than John Wayne. Okay,
2: <laughs> so we've got comedy bears going on. Antony and Cleopatra are. Um, being worked on right as we speak um will you be in antony and cleopatra
3: no that was i i believe auditions for that were right in right around crunch time at the end of the semester uh well so yeah. I, I, I i i had to pass on that one mm. just to make sure i can get all my stuff in time
2: yeah so we can look forward to hearing you in
3: future certainly yes
2: hopefully that would be good
3: I was uh, listening to some of the commentary on, um, on the early episodes of Comedy of Errors that are out, and I heard uh, Landon talking about um, uh, War of the Roses. Uh, he joked about si- uh, sitcom Romeo and Juliet and uh, Kabuki Hamlet.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, so he, he and I chatted and we've, we've talked about the, the sitcom Romeo and Juliet. I think we would crush it. We'll see what happens. Um, Romeo and Juliet with a laugh track. Okay. Um, so seminar. Yes. We've heard you in seminar. Yes. Tell us about that, if you would.
3: Let's see. Um, I've had two roles in seminar, I believe. There is the uh, the illustrious Thug Number Two <laughs> in in the Crimson Cape, uh, which I played opposite Jason Wallace, who was Thug Number One. And then uh, there was uh, dissolution of the flesh when I was uh, Doctor Solaris.
2: So how was doing something short compared to something you know large and grandiose like, like Shakespeare?
3: Well, it's nice to be able to sit down and have one recording session and then be done with the project. Um, whereas with uh, with Ben and Shakespeare, you know it's it's every, and you, every month you have uh, these paragraphs and paragraphs of lines you have to get in. So it's 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 refreshing, I guess.
2: Yeah, with Comedy of Errors, this is the first time I've have a character where I've got to come back and do more stuff because I'm in a couple of the later acts. So that's I, I have done one seminar in the past. So yeah, it's a it's a little different. Yeah. Um, but imagine doing something like Kingery, where you've got Pete Mylan, who's played Tommy Arkell for yeah like a thousand years. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, M.C.R. Garcia playing Major for all that time too we're coming up on I think was it season 8 is next
3: Mm -hmm. nice
2: so if you haven't heard that check that out yeah Um, so have you had a chance yet to kind of explore some of the other pendant shows
3: Um, I listened to uh, a good bit of Genesis Avalon yeah Um...
2: (laughs) sorry that's People who've been listening to the interviews know that that's my favorite of the pendant shows. Uh, so,
3: yeah. <laughs> um, I, I in episode, episode one of the early in the early '40s, mm-hmm. uh, I had a, a bit part as Iran and had a scene with Morgana. I think um, you could well, my voice is distorted beyond recognition, but it's uh, it's that was a that was pretty fun. So I've 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 heard a, I've heard a. a good bit of that i i I hadn't gotten all the way to episode 43 um see that 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 might be it i think um i I haven't really taken the time to sit down and listen to many of the other shows well you should (laughs) right
2: (laughs) so you said you met uh mr jason r wallace at a um screenwriting class
3: well we we were both we were both theater majors in the in gsw's dramatic arts program so we've been in we've been in a whole bunch of stuff together. Oh, okay. Uh we we weren't we weren't in that playwriting class, but he asked me to come in and read a part just um just okay. for the the class reading of it.
2: So do you plan on doing any script writing? Maybe an episode or a story for a seminar? Uh
3: I I I I would like to do that. Yes. Um I have a uh, just been waiting for a bolt of inspiration, I guess. <laughs> uh, I, I think of... I mean, I've I've never... I've never written... I've written some scripts for, for short films and things, some scenes for uh, uh, skits and things here and there, but I've, I've never written anything specifically for audio before. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I'll get an idea. It's like, oh, I can write this for Seminar. And then I think about how it would translate to audio. It's
2: like, mm, maybe this isn't such a good idea for... It. We so, have some really talented people. You can always throw some stuff at them, see what yeah what they come back with. It might not be as far out there as you think.
3: Well uh, um while while I still have free time over the summer, maybe that's that's definitely something I'll want to look into. Cool. But yeah.
2: Yeah, we love getting scripts for seminars. So if anybody out there has scripts or wants to write scripts for seminar, send them in. Is there a pendant character that you've come across? Um, not necessarily in something that you've been in or or in an episode that you've been in that you would have liked to have played?
3: Um, I uh, I, I do really like the character of um, Tinder from from Jason's fights in a burning house. Mm-hmm. But you know, of course, that was the uh, I had never done any kind of voice acting before then uh, when I auditioned for that. So I guess you can you can chalk it up to my inexperience. Or
2: hey, we all got to start somewhere, right?
3: Yeah. Um, I actually I actually uh, did play the character in a uh, uh, we we, late, we later adapted fights in a burning house for a uh, as a short film for a video production class. Oh, cool! So, somewhere in the in a far corner of the the recesses of YouTube, you can find that.
2: <laughs> awesome! We'll have to go find that. <laughs> have to get a link to that on the uh, pendant page.
3: You <laughs> you have to you have to ask Jason about that. <laughs>
2: I don't I don't want to be
3: responsible if. <laughs> <laughs> If that's not something he wants out there. Everybody, quick, go hunt YouTube. <laughs> yeah. It might, it might be an unlisted video. It might not be something that you can find readily.
2: Is there anything that you've got going on that you want to promote?
3: Um. Well, I'm pretty involved with uh, uh, YouTuber Jello Apocalypse. Um, he has a channel of um, fan dubs for web comics, um, uh, things like that. Uh, it's, uh, he's... I started out, um, when I first got my microphone, I would audition for things on Pendant and Voice Acting Alliance. And the main difference is, with with Pendant shows, you can always count on the things you audition for to actually be produced. On Voice Voice Acting Alliance, you know, you get cast in several things, and then you send your lines in. Then six months, nine months, a year later, uh, you email these people and say, "Um, hey... You remember when I recorded lines for this project of yours? Can I can I find the project anywhere? And they say, um, n- no, I I I quit. I you know. Um, well, uh, the the one person on Voice Acting Alliance who actually went through with his project was uh, was Jello. It was a Cucumber Quest fan dub, and I was cast as a giant talking squid. Uh, Cucumber Cucumber Quest is a, a web comic by GGDG about. It's kind of a love letter to um, S uh, S uh, Super NES era video games like Kirby, mm-hmm. um, and and we, and so we, uh, it, we 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 started out as just the cast of Cucumber Quest, and those of us who are still left have kind of formed I, I guess like a like a voice acting troupe, and we'll we'll do projects that Jello will edit, direct, and edit, and put, put on his YouTube channel. So, yeah, if you'll let me shamelessly plug that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Any other projects?
3: Um, voice acting, no. You and, um, uh, Pendant Audio and Jello is pretty much my, my sole source of, uh, voice acting gigs now, nowadays, because I've, 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 I've given up on most of the <laughs> sites like Voice Acting Alliance, and... Gotcha.
2: Well, that's one of the things that, uh, Pendant prides itself on, is, you know, setting a schedule, and... Yeah. ...being organized, and getting the stuff out there, and... We've got a very good track record. Well, Chris, I know we had um, a couple reschedules, and I appreciate your flexibility. And oh, certainly. It's not a problem at all. So um, thanks for that, and um, thank you for taking the time. Sure, yeah. Thank you for having me. Can people find you um, in social media?
3: Um, I have a Twitter, which is Christopher Gilstrap, but I'm not very active on it at all. Uh, you'd probably fare better with my YouTube channel, which is Amadeo Hark, uh, A-M-E-D-E-O space H-A-R-K. Um, and you'd probably fare even more better just going to uh, Jello Apocalypse's channel.
2: Um, how do you spell that? Because it's, that's probably how it sounds, but let's put that out there.
3: Um, J-E-L-L-O
2: no space uh, Apocalypse. And that's out on, uh, that's the YouTube channel? Yes. Cool. righty and people can find me on twitter at jg underscore qa and on facebook wwwfacebookcom facebook.com slash j-o-r-d-a-n dot dot five zero three six i swore i would change it someday i will <laughs> hey you only get to change it once so it's got to be something right oh uh, yeah and it just hasn't hit me yet um once again thanks a lot thank you you're welcome and we will kick this back to Jeffrey and Susan. All right.
0: It's over. It's over. It's
1: over. Just the interview. is over. Coming out every Monday and Friday, as usual, quick audio. Get your audio quickly at quick audio on Mondays and Fridays. Yay.
0: At slash shows. I can't say slash shows. That's hard. What? Slash shows
1: slash quick audio. Coming out Wednesday, September 9th. Oh, my God. It's Kingery Season 8! The season opener! Oh my god, it's here! It's good to be back. Oh, I know, right?
0: I could just sit here and listen to the sounds of
1: bliss all day. Isn't that exactly what you do?
2: Next time on The Kingery. Hey, you gotta miss Seth, though.
1: Sure. He was a friend. But friends come and go, right? That's... That's life. Yeah, but... In life, not a lot of friends go out the way he did. <laughs> boss, you kidding? In our business? That's kind of the norm. Yeah. yeah it is.
2: Mr. Arkel has left day-to-day operations in Ms. Majorino's capable steely hands.
1: This is the way it works around here now. The boss, he's the boss. And the Kingery, yeah, I'm running it for him because business is booming. And the boss is going to make more business. Isn't that great? My ma and I, we had a rocky relationship at best, right? Yeah, but Debbie was a class act compared to my ma. She had problems, but, uh, who don't? She was a good lady. I know. And I didn't... I mean, I wasn't responsible You for didn't my... shoot her in the face with a Worthington? Fancy that.
2: Only at PendantAudio.com.
1: Whoa, 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 before you go. Another. Another. Coming out Wednesday. <laughs> Thank you. A <laughs> type is small. All right, coming out Wednesday, September sixteenth. Comedy of Errors, Act Three. The Pendant Shakespeare. Surely you knew that.
0: Say what you will, sir, but I know what I know. That you beat me at the mart. I have your hand to show. If the skin were parchment and the blows you gave were ink, your own handwriting would tell you what I think.
1: I think thou art an ass. Next time on The Pendant Shakespeare. Mom, Mom! Capon, coxcomb, idiot, thatch! Either get thee from the door, or sit down at the hatch. Dost thou conjure for wenches, that thou calls for such a store? When one is one too many! Go get thee from the door.
2: Who talks with him there?
1: Ho! Open the door! What, right, sir? I'll tell you when, and you tell me wherefore. Wherefore? For my dinner. I have not dined today. Who is that at the door that keeps all this noise? By my troth, your town is troubled with unruly boys.
0: Are you there, wife? You might have come before.
1: Your wife's her name. <laughs> Go get you from the door.
0: The mistaken
2: identity crisis continues when Comedy of Errors Act 3 premieres on September 16, 2015.
1: And may it be that you have quite forgot a husband's office. Shall and Even in the spring of love thy love springs rot.
0: Only at PendantAudio.com
1: Coming out Wednesday, September 23rd Henderson and Havner, episode 12 (laughs) I said episode
0: (laughs) Yes, you did
1: (laughs) Well, it's a great episode (laughs) Let me pull up this photo on my phone Does this woman work here? Uh, So, you do know her Bobby Havner? (laughs) Yeah, I know her I thought you might. I met her at a restaurant once, but I wasn't sure it was her. So, she works here.
2: Captain, have you ever seen one of Bobby's reports?
1: Can't say I have. I don't really watch the news. It's depressing. No offense.
2: None taken. It's what we strive for. Bobby is no longer employed with us. She's totally out of control. Stealing equipment, working strange hours, and... Her work was never stellar to begin with. Her denim expose was particularly banal.
1: Well, she seems to be mixed up with a cop I had suspended a while back. The guy who tried to arrest the mayor? That's the one. I think they could be mixed up with something big.
2: Well, anything that keeps her out of my hair is good for business. La
1: la la, the show is almost done. Yay!
0: And we have once again reached the end of the show. It's over. Congratulations on making it through another episode of us gabbing at you.
1: Thank you. I
0: hope you feel informed and modestly entertained. (laughs) That's what we shoot for here.
1: You feel good about yourself right now, don't you? You're like, I accomplished something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you feel you're accomplishing something by listening to this show... Here we can't help No,
1: you. yes, good. It's fine. Don't listen to him.
0: <laughs> okay. So be sure to stop by the website at pendantaudio.com, the Yahoo group at groups.yahoo.com, slash group, slash pendant, the Facebook page at facebook.com, slash pendant audio, the Twitter feed at twitter.com, slash pendant web, and the Tumblr at pendantaudio.tumblr.com. We'll see you back here in October.
1: This is Susan Bridges.
0: And Jeffrey Bridges. Thanks for listening. Why do I say, ah, after listening, 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 that's not how people talk. Why did I do that? I've done it
2: before. Why? Help me.
0: Won't you say something?
1: We've never done that. Yes, we have. I do it every time. You do? Yeah. Wow, I should listen to this show. I could find a roof.